So we're holding by Melach Malaf where Perik Yitzayim Pasuk Gimel this year was started as a Schusli Lenishmasi Chaskal Shraga Ben Avram Yehuda. It should also be a Schusli Lenishmasi Bechil Mecha Ben Asher Moshe Ben Daniel Chaim Elazar Ben Shimshon Arye and Astatzer Basi Chaskal as well as a Schus for Fushlema Vachaim Moshe Shov Ben Malka Chaim Dov Ben Arachol Chanalei Avashen Darachol and Abadati Ben Peril. So we saw last time that Elio goes to the city of Tzarfas where Hashem promised him that there would be a widow there who would support him during the famine. When Elio gets there, he meets a widow at the outside. He meets a woman at the outside of the city who he asks for water when she provides him with water. Elio is now convinced that this is the widow that Hashem promised would support him. So he asks the widow for some food. Now the widow responded in Pasuket Beis that she doesn't have much left. The only little flour that she has left and oil she was going to bake into a small cookie for herself and her son. She was gathering a little bit of wood to bake it. And then after that, she was resigned to the fact that she was going to die from the famine. So Pasuket Gimel, Elio responds and he says, Elio says to her, Altiri'i, don't be afraid. Go and do as you wanted. Go and bake that cookie with the little remaining flour and oil that you have. But first, I want you to make me a small cookie from the portion that you have, meaning take a small portion out from what remains. First, bake that from me. And bring it out to me. And then with whatever remains, you can make for yourself and for your son. So says the Mitsudas Elio assures her, Altiri, don't be afraid that you're going to die from the famine because you're not going to die. But since he was uh, extremely hungry from his long journey, says the Radak, he asked her, use a small part of what's left to feed me before you prepare food for yourself and for your son. Now the Mepharshim go to town on this behavior. It seems Keneged Darecheretz. How is Elio asking her to give him and feed him before she feeds herself and her son with what little she had left? So the Me'am Loye says that his request was not selfish because he knew Hashem was going to perform a nace to provide her with more food in the schos of her chesed. And just like Elio, when he declared Egzeira, that there would be no rain, Hashem fulfilled, and was Mekayim, the words of the tzaddik. So Leo knew that if he promises her, promises her now, that she's not going to go hungry, Hashem will also be Mekayim, his words. The Rabag and the Alta from Kelm say a similar pshat, that this woman needed a schos to be able to be zoicha to the miracle that was going to happen, that her oil and her flour would not run out. So Elio wanted to provide her with that schus. So he said to her, first feed me. That is going to be an act of Mesiris Nefesh, because you don't know for sure if the nace is going to come true and you will be saved. So be Mesir Nefesh and feed me first. By demonstrating that Mesiris Nefesh, you will have the schus where the nace will be able to be fulfilled and you will not run out of flour and oil. And it's Dafka before she feeds herself and her son that she has to do that Mesiris Nefesh. And the Abarbanel adds that if she used up all her flour and her oil, then there would be nothing left to be blessed, meaning that Hashem does not perform nisim in this world, yesh ayin, something from nothing. There had to be some flour and oil left to be able to do a bracha on. So for example, when the nace of Hanukkah happened, if they never found oil, Hashem was not going to make a nace, that oil was suddenly going to appear from nothing. But if there was a little bit of oil that already existed, so then you could be zoich in this world to a nace where Hashem multiplies the abilities of something that exists. But to create something from absolutely nothing, that Hashem does not do in this world. So says the Abar Benel, she had to be zoicha first, and then whatever remained would be Zaycha to that bracha. But if she already used up what she had on herself, then even if she was willing to feed Elio with with new flour and oil, but if there was no flour and oil left to be blessed, then there would Hashem would not create flour and oil from nothing to be able to allow the nace to happen.
The doc also brings down a medrash that Elio was a Kayane. We talked about this before, and therefore he asked her to do hafrosha's chala, to separate chala from the dough and bake it for him. Even a little bit, she would be able to be mekayim the mitzvah of chala. Chassam Seifer says on this that there's two mitzvahs involved in doing the mitzvah of chala, or two aspects to the mitzvah of chala. One is separating it, and the second is actually delivering it to the Kayan. So he, the Chassam Seifer says that Elio is telling the woman, yes, you're in a sankana. Take off a little bit. You're right. It may not be the proper shear of chala, but if you're going to leave the dough as tevel, every bite you take, every kezayas, you're going to be either an iser. If you at least separate a little bit, even if it's pachas kashir, but at least the dough will be mesukin, and in that way, there will not be an iser in every bite that you take. But in addition, Elio tells her not just to separate it, but vahitzaisli, bring it to me, meaning be mekayim the second part of the mitzvah as well. Deliver it to me so that you'll be mekayim both the mitzvah of Afrosha Schala and the mitzvah of Nesina Schala to the Kayin. There's a beautiful Svarnoi in Parsha Shlach that ties this in to the story with the Miraglim. Svarnoi writes that after the Miraglim returned from Eretz Yisrael and they said Lashon Hara, so Klai Yisrael receives right at the end of Parsha Shlach, they receive the mitzvah of Afrosh Aschala. What's the connection? Because after the Avera of the Miraglim, in order to bring bracha into the home, a Yid needed the mitzvah of Chala. And that, says the Sfarnoi, is exactly what we see from this Isha Tsarfas. She needed to be Mekayim, this mitzvah of Afrashas Chala, in order, says the Sfarnoi, to bring the bracha of the nais into her home. And that's why specifically Elio tells her, separate a little bit of flour, give it to me. You've now been Mekayim, the mitzvah of Afrashas Chala. You are now going to be Zaycheh to the bracha that Afrashas Chala brings in the house. What's interesting is the Tana Devei Elio and the Yeshuas Yaakov say that even if you hold that Elio was not he was not a Kayin, which some of Farshim held, that he was either from Sheva Binyamin or Sheva God. He still told her to give him first because Elio knew that this child had the ability to be Mashiach ben Yosef. And he was hinting to the world that he, Elio, is going to come first and then Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David will come. First, Elio will come and only then Mashiach will come. And that was hinted at in first delivering him a little bit of the cake before feeding to her son. Darsh Maisha and Parshas says, we learn a very important lesson. Don't postpone giving tzedakah until you have enough for your family, and then you give tzedakah from the portion that you don't need. And that's what most people do. They sort of make sure that their budget is set, they have enough for themselves, and then, okay, I have a little bit left over, I have what to give tzedakah. Says Darsh Maisha, no, just the opposite. Give tzedakah to the extent you can before you have enough for your family, and then you'll get a bracha that you'll have more than enough for the rest of the year. But don't do it the other way. Don't first set aside money for your family, and only then start giving out tzedakah from the extra because that way you won't get the full bracha, the full extent of the bracha the way you would if you would give before you have enough for yourself. It's exactly in giving the tzedakah that will give you the bracha in the parnasa that you'll have more than enough for the rest of the year. A beautiful lesson now, especially in the Aseret Simei Tshuva when we start giving tzedakah, we think about giving tzedakah now before Yom Kippur we should give more than we normally give. We should give a little bit more that it hurts our pockets a little bit and it's that extra oomph, that extra mysterious nevesh that provides an even greater schus for us when we are looking for a slicha, mechila, and kapara.